the big bark. Listen up, dog owners. It's for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello, and a big welcome to The Big Bark Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Burke. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie, who, Millie is just about to come in. In the second that I start recording, Millie always does this. She comes in to get some cuddles and get some love. And it's also approaching dinner time as I record this. And Bruno has just arrived as well. Hi, Bruno. And Bruno has left. He's realized I'm talking, but he doesn't know who I'm talking to. And he's a bit confused by that. So, hope everyone's doing well. The summer is finally here, and Millie has been outside all day long enjoying the sunshine today, and she's leaving now, she's going back to bed, she's had enough of me waffle on, and I think so have I, to be honest. So yes, look, it's been a great week, uh, I suppose, as you all know, just over a week ago, uh, I proposed to Jen, She said, and she said yes, so it was great to have the doggies involved in that, and... Well, still kind of coming down from the high of that one and still just loving the fact that, like, I I don't know, I, I think it's like being called, like calling Jen my fiancé, I'm still smiling every time it happens. But look, you didn't come here to listen to the show about me talking on about uh, fiancés and... Like, as romantic and all as it is, we do have a doggy show to get on with. And, yeah, so today, I suppose, what I want to talk about, well, first of all, uh, Canine Conundrum, as you know, was the winner of our Agony Ant name segment name. So we're delighted that that is the new name going forward. That will be starting next week. So instead this week of doing our canine conundrum, what we're actually going to do this week is to do the weird and wonderful news. Now, I came across a brilliant article online there today. And it is about a study that a magnificent group, and if you haven't heard of them, they're called the Family Dog Project. Now, the Family Dog Project is based in Budapest. And they've been doing research with dogs for years and years and years. So they're like such a cool, cool, like, would you call them organization? Or they're, they're a research a research team, basically. And they're based at Budapest, each of us, Lorand University. And they have discovered that dogs have a multi-model mental representation of their familiar items. So in other words... When thinking about an object, a dog visualizes its various sensory attributes. So it seems how it seems or how it smells, basically. And the scientists behind this study, they did a number of experiments using dogs' senses in both daylight and in darkness as well. So in that in both light and dark, they showed they gave the name of a toy, so they told their dog to locate the teddy bear. And the dogs remembered 
detoys various sensory characteristics and they can recognize it apparently using what is known as a multi-sensory mental image even in the dark like the research that is going on out there is just it's fantastic in there's so much that we still don't know about darks and like very famous scientist over in the US Dr. Gregory Burns has been working on experiments to find out how dogs mind works for years do dogs love us more than just food and it has been proven time and time again by different experiments including this one by the family dog project that like dogs are just they're such intelligent beings and the dog's success in locating the toys and the various sensors they employed while looking in both the uh, the light and in the dark it shows that dogs when dogs play with a toy even for a brief period of time they pay attention to its various features and register the information using a variety of senses like that is just incredible and if you want to read up on this you can actually find our website uh let me just tell you what that is that is the the website is family dog project E-L-T-E-H-U. So they do a lot of online seminars. You can find out all about their research there as well. They've been around since 1994. And like, it's just, it, it's incredible to think the experiments and the research that they do into our beloved pets. And you can see the latest news from the group. Now, some of it is, I suppose, they do have an English uh, an English translation as well, which is great. They have an English, they have another language, so whatever you're comfortable with. Um, yeah, so definitely check that out. The other news today is Dogs Trust up in Dublin. And everybody knows, really around Ireland, knows the Dogs Trust. And Dogs Trust have announced... There in the last couple of days that they have installed a swimming pool. Uh, this was actually announced this morning. The Dogs Trust have installed a swimming pool to keep the 211 rescue dogs currently in its care ahead of a heat wave this weekend. They want to keep them cool. So they've installed a nice big swimming pool for the doggies to keep cool. And they also give a lot of advice, which is something that we have touched about before on the show about in a heat wave in really hot weather look you need to make sure that your dogs are kept shaded you need to make sure that they're kept cool our partners our veterinary partners over tree vets talked about this recently you just need to ensure that you keep your doggies in a cool environment watch out for heat stroke especially in warm weather it's very high risk don't be an idiot don't let your dog locked in a car make sure there's plenty of water if you want to invest in a few bits of course there's a swimming pool like what dogs trust has installed uh, it looks like quite a big one i won't mind getting that myself or just get even the cool mats that you can get in the likes of pet mania pet stop maxi zoo any pet shop your local pet shop wherever you want to get them or get like even just cooling towels that you can get. i've seen them in home savers as well so there's something to watch out for and 
just make sure, look, that your dog is kept cool because the last thing you want is your doggy getting heat stroke. That's the last thing anybody wants. So keep an eye out for these things and just make sure your doggies are protected in the sun. And on that note, uh, we are going to go over to our first segment, which is our clever canine segment, and that is in association with the canine college. And we will have Samantha Rawson continuing her conversation about puppies and particularly in relation to house training. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field. She has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training, from basic to competition standard, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. And we're back this week on Clever Canines with Samantha Rawson from the Canine College. Samantha, how are you doing today? I am good, Dara. You can probably hear the dogs barking in the background, but never mind. We'll carry look, that's, that's always, I suppose, to be expected from a trainer behaviour like yourself. <laughs> so, Samantha, <laughs> the last couple of weeks we talked about bring, uh, going to a breeder to see a new puppy, selecting your puppy, and from there, then last week we talked to bringing your puppy home. So we want to continue the conversation today, and today we're going to talk a bit about house training. Okay. Um, so house training, what's really important in the fundamentals are, of house training are a feeding routine. So you feed a puppy four times a day and then reduce it to three and then reduce it to two. Um, but feeding at regular intervals is really important to get the dog's body into a routine. So if you can predict when it goes in, then hopefully you can predict when it comes out. So if you want to properly house train a puppy, you can't free feed it. You can't put a bowl of food down all day and leave it there. Um, you will never house train a puppy if that's the way you feed it. Um, so, so regular meal times kind of in, in four, four hour intervals, every four hours, basically a puppy should be fed. The other really important thing is a secure garden. The amount of people I have met recently who all their problems stem from the fact that they don't have a secure garden and they're constantly monitoring the puppy and hovering over the puppy. A puppy needs privacy to go to the toilet like the rest of us. Um, so some puppies will not go to the toilet if you're hovering over them and watching their every move. So a secure area for the puppy to relieve itself in is very important. The other thing that's very important is a secure area within the house so that the puppy doesn't get the opportunity to have accidents on the wrong surface. House training can basically summed up in teaching a dog how to distinguish the correct sur surface it needs to go on or substrate that it needs to go on. So if you can make that um, job of distinction as easy as possible, then, then the house training process should go along fairly smartly. So it's really about keeping the dog to a tiled or washable floor. 
So no carpets and no wood, hopefully tiles or lino or something like that. But keep it to one surface. Don't don't let it run around the house. So you need to either keep it in the kitchen or keep it in a utility room with a baby gate. Or failing that, maybe have a puppy pen. Um, I don't like crates for very, very young puppies. Um, I prefer to use puppy pens so the dog doesn't feel claustrophobic or doesn't feel trapped. Um, so if he has been fed, if you feed him outside, hopefully he will do a pee and a poo. Then when you bring him in, that's where he is. So he's in his puppy pen. So basically the puppy goes from puppy pen to out in the garden. So it can only run around in the house for about 20 minutes. Or if you know the puppy has just done a pee and a poo. So most puppies can be clean for about 20 minutes and then you work up from there. So maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But the only way of knowing that information is by keeping a journal. So if you keep a journal of all the puppies toileting habits, then you will see if you are making progress. Otherwise, it's just hit and miss. And I would suggest that if there are other people in the house, that they also fill in the journal. So a little tick, maybe if everything was outside and say whether it was a pee or a poo, maybe a little X um, if it was inside and say whether it was a pee or a poo. So the next person reading the journal knows whether you're building on success or you've had a little accident. So it's really, really important to keep a journal. And then, you know, because that that information tells you how long the puppy can run around the kitchen for without being in his puppy pen or without being monitored. Um, so that that's a really important piece of information. So it's basically about restricting the puppy inside so he doesn't have the opportunity to have accidents on different surfaces. And then it's about immediately bringing your puppy outside. The minute he wakes, the minute he gets a fright, always when meeting new people, because puppies are quite nervous of new people, and they will do a little whittle, and sometimes the bitches will do a submissive whittle. So it's really important to try and greet people outside. Or if, if the people are greeting the puppy inside, that the puppy is in its pen. So if it pees, it's pees in the pen. It doesn't pee on your kitchen floor. So it's really about kind of management and setting the situation up that the puppy can't possibly fail. Remember, learning is like a scales, and you want the learning scale to be tipped in the right direction. So the learning scale should be going up and the failure scale should be as low as possible. So it's really house training is really about managing the situation to give your pup as much success to get to the toilet in the right place. If the pup has an accident in the house, basically that's your fault. So if anybody should be reprimanded, it should be you. I would never, ever reprimand or scold a puppy for house training. Because if it has an accident, it's my fault. Um, I will certainly mark an accident by just going, bah, 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 bah. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. And then I'll immediately pick up the puppy and bring it outside. And regardless of whether it's too late, it's always a good puppy when it's outside, even if it's just relieved itself on the floor. Um, because you don't want outside to be a negative space. Some people will will you know correct a pup and still correct it when they get it outside. Um, House training is your responsibility. The puppy only has a tiny little bladder and cannot hold it for very long. Remember, that's like a little baby puppy and his muscles aren't developed. So he has no control over that bladder muscle. So that's why your kind of regulation and your routine with that puppy will help him to be house trained. Um, 
house trading is a physical issue. It's not an obedience issue. It's not a you know compliance or a bulldog issue. It's a physical issue. And very young puppies do not have the muscle strength to actually hold it for very long. Um, so as the puppy grows up, say maybe you know two months, he can be clean for about 20 minutes, half an hour, as I say. By the time you get to four months, he should be able to be clean for about two hours. And then by six months, he should be able to be clean for about four hours. Um, so, you know, by six months, the dog really should be well on the way to being house trained. But even if it isn't, it's still a puppy and it's it's a, a developmental process more than an obedience or training process. Very good, Samantha. And OK, we have a question in here. Um, my dog continues to pee in the living room, even though he is in his usual area, the kitchen most of the day, and he's left outside quite a lot. He's eight months old. Have you any tips? Okay, so so if he's eight months old and he's still peeing in the house, I would suggest that he's not house trained. Um, and I certainly wouldn't bring a dog into any kind of living room area where there's carpet or other surfaces until he is house trained. So I would suggest that you, you start keeping a journal and have a look at that because the first question you need to be able to answer is how long can my dog be clean for? Um, you have to be able to answer that question to know where your starting point is. But because he's now eight months old and maybe he's he's learning to pee in the sitting room, I would just get him out of there altogether and, and bring him back to the kitchen. And he wouldn't be allowed in the living room until he could be clean for at least maybe two hours. So, you know, so you've got to know how long he can be clean for because that's how long he could be allowed in the living room if he's going to be allowed in the living room. But I think I would suggest that he's not high strained. Failing that, he might have a kidney or a urinary tract infection or something. So, you know, if you're convinced he is house trained, I don't think he is, but there's other things. But if you're convinced he is, then I would um, consider that there might be a medical issue there. Very good, Samantha. And any other last tips for us before we leave you today? OK, well, the, the next chat I want to talk about is about the lead. Um, and it's really important how you introduce the lead. So um, for the moment, maybe, you know, I would suggest maybe just putting a lead on the dog, on the collar and just letting him trail it around for the moment. Um, but I'll, I'll never leave a puppy unsupervised with the lead hanging out of him because he could get caught in something. Um, but maybe we'll go into lead training a little bit more the next time. Ideal. Perfect. And we'll do that, Samantha. And thanks again for joining us on our show today. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See the thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. Big thanks again to Samantha there for joining us on Clever Canines, brought to you by the Canine College. So it's that time of the show again where I remind you about our competition. And our competition that's going on at the moment is quite a big one. We are teaming up with Brandy Dog Foods, who are celebrating their 50th birthday this year. And 
as last week was our 50th episode, we said we'd love to team up with Bandy. And Bandy is actually one of the doggies' favourite meats, meat foods, and it's made in Ireland, so that's another bonus as well. And the competition is you could win a three-month supply of Brandy Dog Food. So to do that, you need to go to brandydogfood.com. On Brandy Dog Food, you will find, if you scroll down the page, you'll find out, win a three-month supply of Brandy Dog Food with the Big Bear Podcast. Click to enter, and you will be asked, when you click to enter, you will be asked for the secret breed. Now, the secret breed, I'm telling you right here, and we are announcing this in today's episode and the following two episodes to come as well. So if you missed it any week at all, hear this again. The secret breed is Bernie's Mountain Dog. And that's quite a beautiful dog. So if you get any bit like forgetful or anything, forget the breed... Just think of our lovely president, Michael Lee Higgins, two beautiful dogs. And just think of what breed they are. They are Bernie's Mountain Dogs. And Bernie's Mountain Dog, we actually chose that secret breed. Because if you look at the tin of Brandy Dog Food, you will actually see on the like on the wrappers of the Monty Packs, you'll see a lovely big Bernie's Mountain Dog there. So, tis quite a fit there, to be honest. Now... Just have to specify that a three-month supply is equal to 12 weeks of feeding a 10-kilo dog based on the FEDIAF Nutritional Guidelines. Competition runs 23rd of June to 4th of August 2022, with the winner announced on the 5th of August. The winner will be notified, and it will be up on Brandy Dog Foods page and our page shortly after the winner is informed. So... Good luck to everyone. Make sure you enter. You can enter as many times as you want. And also remember, as per usual, terms and conditions apply. Now, uh, next up, we are heading on over to our friends at Trehe Vets. And we will be do- talking to Siobhan O'Neill over at Trehe Vets there about senior dog care. So be sure that you stick around for that. Do you have a pet in need of a vet or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend? Whether it's for a regular checkup, microchipping, vaccinations or critical urgent care, you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon. Providing care for your pet since 1986 at Treaty Vets, your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061-328-511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Treaty Veterinary Clinic, proud sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bar. And we're back on the Health Hub this week with uh, Tree Veterinary Clinic. And I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Siobhan O'Neill from Tree Veterinary Clinic today. Siobhan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dar. Thanks for having me back. Delighted to have you on. And today, well, I suppose, like, we all know, like, I see it with Millie and Bruno, who are getting on and doing it years now. 
And yeah. we know that like the heat, especially now this week, is really affecting them. So what we want to focus on today is care of senior dogs. Now, like, yeah. like I just mentioned there, obviously, like the heat is really is going to affect senior dogs more than anything. So how about we just start talking a small bit about that first? Okay, for, so first of all, it doesn't just affect senior dogs, the heat. It affects dogs of all ages. Um, so we just have to be very mindful um, to walk them very early in the morning and late in the evening, always keeping them in the shade, never leaving them in an exposed garden without any shade during the day, um, especially the coming weeks. I think the temperatures are meant to be quite high this weekend. Um, always make sure there's fresh water for them and things like that. Um I think we discussed on the previous podcast a little bit about um, heat stroke and um, um, how to manage the pet, the patients, or how to manage your pets during the summertime. We did. Uh, yes. And I actually yeah. even I mentioned that at the top of the show as well, um, because like obviously yeah. like you we want you have a listen to that as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's very important just to make sure if the ground is too hot for you to walk on, if you put your foot on the ground, if the ground is too hot for you to walk on, it's too hot for, you, for your dog to walk on. It will actually um, take a layer of skin off the pad um, of the dog's feet. But the most important thing is to keep them well shaded, plenty of water and are directly out of sunlight. And if they're pale in color, white dogs um, or dogs with brown noses or um even dogs with black noses, they need to wear sunscreen on their ears and on their nose. Okay, perfect. Now, Siobhan, tell, yeah. tell me, why is it so important, and um, probably as dogs get on in years, why is the care of senior dogs so important? Well, it's very important. So what we call any any dog over eight years old, we would call them a geriatric dog. Now, this depends on the breed, of course. Um, smaller dogs live longer than large breed dogs. We well, let's compare, say, a Jack Russell to a Great Dane. Great Danes will live to maybe be eight, maybe nine if they're lucky, whereas Jack Russells could live to be 15 years old. But in general, we consider dogs, any dog over eight years old, a geriatric dog. Um, so we would like to see them for health checks maybe twice per year. Um, and these health checks would just um, include, um, we basically start examining them from the nose and go right through to the tail. We'd examine the ears, the eyes, teeth, um, check their chest, see if there's any heart murmurs, that a new heart murmur that has occurred as the dog got, gets older, anything, any funny sounds in the chest, if there's any lumps or bumps anywhere, um, anything that the owner is concerned about um you know and any other issues that may come up that the owner is worried about we just have a chat about it um also if the dog is on any arthritis medication or any medication at all really for any disease we would always take um blood samples to check their liver function and to check their liver function because all these drugs are metabolized through the liver and the kidneys as they are in humans. Um, so we need to make sure that their kidneys and livers are functioning properly and they're not in like the early stages of what we call renal disease or kidney disease or liver disease. And uh, the blood test can pick up any many other things, not just um, kidney, kidney disease or liver disease, but many, many other blood um, conditions. So that's why we would recommend at least twice yearly um, checkups with your vet. And we do... Um, free dental checkups. Um, we do geriatric clinics, free geriatric clinics. Um, we do weight clinics for older, not for all pets, not just for older pets. Um, so that's always a good sta- um, starting point to say, oh, I'd like to book my dog in for um, a geriatric consultation. And then we can have a chat about everything um, 
usually older dogs, they might have some tartar on their teeth or they might need some teeth extractions. Um, we might find a lump here and there that might be a bit, you know, the owner might think it's not too concerning, but for us, it would be concerning. Um, and yeah, just that's it. Basically, just have a chat about everything from kind of top, top to top to tail. Great, Siobhan. And Siobhan, how important is it in keeping a dog active as they get older? Um, so it's quite important and it all depends on the mobility of the dog. So as dogs get older, um, a lot of them are prone to arthritis as in humans. Now, there's lots of different types of arthritis, um, but we see a lot of osteoarthritis, which means um, arthritis of the bones. Um, sometimes you'd see dogs that um, have done damage to the ligaments in their knees um some dogs can do damage to the ligaments in their shoulders now this can be due to injury or trauma but it also is can be due to dogs getting older and as they get older their muscles start to um get a little bit uh, the muscle there's a little bit of muscle wasted shall we say and then the ligaments get a bit more lax so there's laxity in the ligament so the ligaments become looser um so these are all things that we need to check and then we can tell you how much exercise that your dog can have whether it needs to go to a to a physiotherapist physiotherapy is extremely important um and we do have a physiotherapist at treaty vets um a canine physiotherapist and then we would be able to tell the owner if depending on what condition the dog has, whether it's a medical condition or if it's had surgery or if it's just if it's um, an orthopedic, something to do with the bones that doesn't need surgery. Um, we can give we make tailored plans for each patient on how much exercise they can get. But all dogs should stay very active until until they're actually having problems. Um, and then if they are having any problems, there's lots of different types of medications that we can give. Usually we would start with maybe joint supplementations or a special um, special veterinary um, prescription diet that has um, special uh, joint supplements in it. Um, and then we can move on to medications and lots of different things like that. We can, but all dogs are different, so we need to tailor each, each patient individually. Okay, and Swan, you mentioned there about uh, the diets and, in particular, I suppose, the veterinary prescribed diets. How important is diet in a senior dog, especially? Extremely important. So at, at each stage of a dog's life, the diet is, is extremely important. Um, I always recommend um, food that is um, made by, say, a veterinary nutritionalist Um or, you know, a veterinary brand food. Um, you know, you get some diets, some people get, you know, they get information online and there may not be any proven facts or actual um, papers published that um, tell you that the the, um, the information from the diets are, um, are true. People just listen to word of mouth or they listen to things they hear on Facebook or um anything on social media whereas I like to base my information on actual studies that have been done 
Um, so diets are extremely important. You need to have the correct amount of nutrients. All the nutrients vary in different between puppies and, and um, older dogs. For example, puppies need higher protein. Um, and say the older dog then would need quite high fiber, um, maybe lower protein. Um, but again, every dog is different. All dogs come in all different shapes and sizes. And um, then we have lots of different diets to treat um, different diseases as well. Okay, very good. And so is there any, like, I suppose, specific advice that you would, like, I don't know what you just said, that you you would give as your number one tip for dogs, uh, for owners with senior dogs? Okay. Um, so first of all, if you can't bring your dog in twice a year for um, just a general checkup, at least once a year, um, every dog over eight years old, I would, for my own dogs, um, um, I would be doing a blood test every year. Now, this can um, give you an indication of whether there is some kind of disease happening like the in the, that's in the early, early stages so that you can um catch something in the early stages and start to prevent it from progressing there may not be any cure for it but we can always help prevent it um from progressing very fast or we can start some medication um to slow down the progression of it so that's definitely number one is to have a blood test every year um blood test is very easy to do we can do it um within about 10 minutes and we can have the results within a couple of hours um it's very it's a non-invasive treatment and the patients are you know they they're very 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 calm it's a very quick procedure um so that's one thing i'd always um weigh get keep your dog weight um its weight under control you don't want to have an older dog that is overweight um, they'd be predisposed to joint problems, diabetes, um, things like that. And then um, the other thing is um, oral hygiene. So brushing up the dog's teeth. Um, if you if you don't start brushing the dog's teeth when they're at a young age, they're going to have to have a full general anesthetic when they're older, maybe eight years old, maybe older than that. And they're going to have to have the tartar descaled from the teeth. Like, you, like as if you or I were to go to the... The dental hygienist. Obviously, dogs and cats can't floss their teeth or brush their teeth themselves, but we can do that for them. And if we start that at an early age, we can prevent having them to have a general anaesthetic and uh, descaling and polishing their teeth when they're older. That's great, Siobhan. And that's Dr. Siobhan O'Neill there from Tree Vets joining us today on the Health Hub. And we'll have you back again next week, Siobhan. That's great, Dar. Thanks for having me. of a vet or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend whether it's for a regular checkup microchipping vaccinations or critical urgent care you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at treaty veterinary clinic limerick and shannon providing care for your pet since 1986 at treaty vets your pet is our priority call our 24-hour number 061-328-511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Treaty Veterinary Clinic, proud sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark.
And a big thanks there again to Dr. Siobhan O'Neill from Treaty Vets, proud sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark. And a great chat there with uh, Dr. Siobhan O'Neill about just senior dog care. And, like, it is so important, no matter what age your dog is, to make sure that you're looking after your dog. Now, we're wrapping up the show here. And don't forget, continue to enter our competition with Brandy Dockford. And also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook if you're not doing so already. We're on the Big Bear Podcast. We're on TikTok at the Big Bear Podcast as well. Uh, we're on Twitter at Big Bear Podcast. To be honest, Twitter is probably the one way that we don't really respond because we don't use it that much. We will have our Patreon page launching shortly. Still trying to get that up and running. Haven't decided what the perks at all will be. So need to really get that up and running shortly. And big thanks to our guest today, Dr. Ron O'Neill, and to Samantha Rawson from the Canaan College, who brought the Clever Canaan segment to us earlier on. And like I said, be sure to enter our competition. BrandyDogFood.com is where you can do that. Remember the secret breed I told you earlier on. And that's all for today. So, look, as I would always say, we will have more guests and a brand new episode next week. Thanks to everyone for joining in. And give your doggies lots of cuddles. And we will see you next week. The Big Bark. Listen up, dog owners. It's for you. your favorite podcast the big bark with your host dara burke and canine co-hosts bruno and millie the big bark